I'm Faith. You look exactly like your photos. I'd have picked her out of a lineup. Sorry, that was full on, wasn't it? <laughs> My best friend Olive says I'm awful on first dates, that I need to know when to stop talking. Now's one of those moments, isn't it? <laughs> so, you're a doctor. Oh, no, I don't do anything remotely medical. But Olive, you know my best friend Olive, she's a dentist, so that's kind of medical, right? <laughs> oh, is that the drinks menu? <laughs> I'll have, um, a uh, daiquiri is fine, please. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I only put the daiquiri on my story, don't worry. <laughs> I am listening. You were on about bands or songwriters. <laughs> I'm not that much into music, but Olive loves music. Oh, she did. Now she's got Noah. And everything's about Noah. And she can't come out because of Noah. And... What? No. Noah's her one-year-old? Do you want another drink? That one has gone straight to my head. <laughs> you sure? Well, I'm getting an Aperol. Uh, waitress? Sorry, I am listening. I promise. I am listening. I should probably put this on my profile, shouldn't I? A warning! Really easily distracted. <laughs> Bet you wouldn't have swiped right then. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, I thought that might be Olive. I'd have told her all about this. She'd usually want to know. I thought that might be her. No, I didn't say I was on a date. Shall we get another drink? Come on, catch up. Waiter, can I get a Long Island iced tea, please? Wait, please don't leave. It's not you, it's me. I'm just... I would usually have spoken to Olive. She'd have prepped me, but Olive's off being... She's just... It's like she's not there anymore. From what I hear and see. Olive is more Olive than she's ever been. Like the fruit, she's grown tough and ripe and khaki green and we used to be wild on the floor, fucking tiled. But Olive has so much backbone, she has no bend on the track of a six-year-old's dreams and riding it end to end. When we tie up our relationship in bracelets saying best friend from child to teen to adult together, we transcend. Olive would be my bookend. But now, I think Olive might be driving me round the bend. See, we swore the one constant in our life in the significant new titles of employee, mother, wife. Maybe I'm in the wrong, because I didn't say strong. Caught in the days and I've lost the track all along. Why couldn't I want to be a dentist too? It's logical. Linear, there's things you have to do. You check the boxes and meet the long list. And then someone offers you a job. Voila, you're a dentist. I know, I'm making it sound like what she does is so easy, but 
Neither is the flipping fluent dream crap for the roller coaster ride of top to bottom in a snap. And you've got to keep going, never give up. But why not a dentist? I think it might be better, the simplicity of the career and the ladder. But good for honest. Keep living the dream. Keep on growing. Tough and ripe and green. Yes, good. On Olive, you're everything a six-year-old wants to be. She's ticked it all off. Wife, mother, employee. I'm actually happy for her. I'd tell her if she ever left the little fella, so fucking happy. You did it. You're everything we wanted, but don't see me as small or stunted. I'm growing out wild like a bush, growing into new spaces, seeing so much. Olive. Please come and see, it wasn't the only option. There was more to be. We didn't have to grow up. Actually, it's not me. But it's not Olive, either. It can wait, because that's just it. Isn't it? We've just changed, haven't we, Olive and me? She's on the highlight reel of his early years. First shoe, sneeze and shit, and I'm just not craving that bit. I want early morning flights for gals dinner on a roof, because we're cheersing the website has finally got proofs. Or pitching to investors in massive glass boardrooms and questions come like bullets, the rat-a-tat-tat of doom. I said I'm not medical, didn't I? <laughs> I'm always changing track and Olive is stuck to hers. It makes sense. She's in with the mums and I think they're dull. And I've got loads of friends who she probably presumes are dumb. Do you think she's watching everything I post? Do you think she wishes her life was like mine? Do you think she feels like she's missing out on things, or do you even think she misses me? Do you think she sees through me and knows I'm living in hell? You know, sometimes I kind of wonder if Olive's feeling lost as well. <sighs> Shall we get a selfie? So Olive can see we're having a great time. Hello and welcome to the green room chat for Best Friends Forever by Lauren Woff. I'm Laura Rea. I directed um, the piece that you've just listened to. I'm here with Lauren, uh, our writer, and Anushka, Hi. our actor. Hello. I thought that we'd start this chat just by discussing what those themes of growth mean to us. Lauren, I don't know if you wanted to, to start yeah. with some thoughts. Yeah, that's no worries. Um, I guess for me, when I was thinking about growth, um, I've recently moved back home, back up to the northeast, and I was just thinking about the kind of difference sometimes between how 
me and some of my friends have grown in terms of careers, relationships, and like what their milestones kind of have been to each of us. Um, and yeah, how that's different. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily line up, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, and that was where how I kind of approached the piece um, about a friendship where they're chasing different goals and they want different things, but there's nothing wrong with what they both want, but they are growing apart, but they're both growing as people. Um, and basically the character of Faith trying to come to terms with that and trying to find a little bit of closure within that was kind of how I approached it. Yeah, great. That sounds fantastic. And I think that's something that I know I can identify with, um, those sorts of feelings of, are you growing in the right way? Yeah. Am I growing correctly? I don't know. Um, that's, it feels like a constant stress for me. Um, Anushka, how did you feel when you started reading through the piece and um, saw that that was what Lauren was starting to explore throughout the monologue? It's a, I really enjoyed it. It's such an interesting piece because I think especially the place that the three of us are all at in our lives at the moment, like we're mm-hmm. all young women sort of just out of kind of like the next step of higher education or whatever. And you're kind of at the point in your life where you realise that the people you grew up with are sort of on very different paths to you or like you're starting to sort of spread quite far away from each other and it's quite it's quite untethering it's quite um can be a bit dissociating I suppose to like no longer have a frame of reference um to 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 the people that you grew up with to to what growth meant like maybe five years ago um and especially in the last year with COVID and everything I think like everyone's lives like came to a halt sort of for a year and like we've had to kind of reevaluate what growth means like having just been stuck sort of growth wise so yeah I thought it was really interesting and just like really really hit the nail on the head in terms of like how female friendships work in your early 20s and 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 those feelings you have of like being jealous and being um kind of a bit needy sort of all of those feelings you have about how people's lives are changing from your own and like which one you feel is the right quote unquote path but I mean I guess like Lauren perfectly depicts that like there isn't one I think that's as well so interesting what you say about like a frame of reference Anushka because like I feel like when I was really little, I had a frame of reference for everything growing up. Like, by this age, I'd do this. And by this Mm -hmm. age, I'd do that. And it's just fallen to bits, really. Yeah. (laughs) Where is our frame of reference? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely feels like you reach a point and the frame doesn't fit. And there's not a frame for everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody has their own frame (laughs) that you have to figure out and you have to build along the way which is quite stressful yeah and it becomes very like you you sort of start feeling like toddlers like putting square pegs in round holes like trying to make your lives match up when just like they they sort of haven't for the last like eight to ten years I suppose yeah absolutely um and something Anushka you touched on this that I felt really stood out when reading the monologue and then watching it um and listening to it being performed um was the those emotions that come with those female friendships 
Anushka, you mentioned like those feelings of jealousy, perhaps and anxiety, but also some really tender moments mm-hmm. where it's clear that the character of Faith really does care. She does want to to keep this connection alive in some way. And I think there's so many tender moments mixed with very real feelings that sometimes we don't want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what it was like kind of going through that process of um, exploring those different emotions, Lauren. Yeah, I think it's something I find really interesting when writing about female friendships, like really close female friendships, is like, I think it's a relationship where there's a lot more love and you do want to be really there for each other that is sometimes missed and not totally explored and I want it to be in in some ways I think Faith feels a little bit inadequate in terms of her life hasn't quite come together in the same way that Olive's has yet and she can't quite see that yet and it's not anything personal that's happened between them but she still feels the same towards Olive, but it's something within her that's created this jealousy as well. And she almost can't level those two things off together. Like they're both true and they're both what she's feeling. But yeah, she kind of can't, she can't rectify one without displacing the other, if that makes sense. And they're they're really hard to balance when it's somebody who you've been friends with a very long time, but you know, you're just starting to be different and things are different in your lives, I think. Yeah, I think it's also, like, it can be quite hard to reckon with the fact that, like, somebody who you shared, like, quite formative experiences with, like, when young girls grow up together, like, you know, you you share dreams and you share your plans for your lives and, like, when suddenly those sort of, like, unhook from each other, it's a bit destabilizing and I think it's like quite easy to just sort of be in denial about the fact that maybe your tracks aren't matching up as much as they were yeah and I think that like friendships don't have to be what that you're at exactly the same point like I think that's what kind of the next step would be for Faith beyond this piece is realizing that actually they can be friends despite the fact they're in very different places, they've just got to be accommodating of each other's goals and lives um, that she's not really being because she's just starting to discover that she does feel these two emotions and they're clashing. Mm. Yeah, and, like, the fact that you can, like, build a friendship and maintain a friendship without having to, like, experience the same milestones at exactly the same time, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that is, like, kind of, like, drilled into us almost on like a societal level that like you know you all have to complete education at the same time you all have to find work at the same time and end up in serious relationships and have children and blah 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 like we're constantly on this clock as women yeah um, and that like if you have kind of expected that we do everything at the same time yeah absolutely which is so silly and just that feeling that if you haven't got here by this point that's almost a failure and it it's not a failure actually once Faith starts to kind of open up about her goals, actually, she's got some really big, really ambitious goals, and that's why it's just taking her a bit longer. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's nice to see those goals validated, and also kind of both sets of goals are validated throughout the monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, both Olive's and Faith's goals um, are really given space 
to be valid and I think that's something that you capture really beautifully throughout um, in the writing and in the performance of and just I was thinking Anushka um, how, how was it approaching the monologue obviously you knew this was going to be an audio piece how did that make a big impact on the way that you decided to work with the the words how did you find that yeah for sure I think like I mean, it, it, obviously, it's been written to be an audio piece and not a visual piece. But I mm-hmm. think, like, the images, the images are so easily conjured by Lauren's writing that, like, I think in, like, hearing the first few words, you have such a clear sense of where Faith is and what she's going through. And, like, like to me, it was, like, very clear what she was wearing and what kind of a chair she was sitting in and, like, where the toilets were, do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> And so, like, I think Lauren made it really easy for me to access, to access the, the world without needing to sort of construct too much of it, too specifically. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, I guess, because like, I guess Faith is also doing that thing where she's slightly trying to. We know that she's not the most reliable narrator, like partly because you know she's not really spoken to Olive in a long time, and so we're not sure if like the narrative that we're getting about Olive is like necessarily the most truthful um, yeah is she a trustworthy like, source <laughs> yeah she's also like quite a few drinks in and you know like she's like, letting <laughs> letting loose a bit um and so but like that's so fun to play with do you know what I mean like it's really fun mm-hmm. um and the language is like sort of simultaneously like so tight and and like rhythmic but it's like you can like feel it kind of slipping away from her as she's like trying to get a grip on herself Mm -hmm. um and what and what she sort of thinks of this relationship I suppose um and so yeah I just had like a really fun time (laughs) doing it yeah absolutely Um, and like Faith feels like a very she feels like an every woman do you know what I mean I feel like we've all Mm -hmm. been Faith and we and we all will be Faith again at several points in our lives yeah um and maybe we're all also someone's olive, if that makes sense, on the other flip. Yeah, you're so right. Like, I'm so interested to hear what Olive's monologue is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like... so, I'm so keen <laughs> to hear Olive's side of the story. I know. That comes next. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next instalment. <laughs> That's the next instalment. Stay tuned. oh well great thank you so much to both of you for taking the time to have a little chat and for discussing in our green room today um i really hope that everybody's enjoyed listening to this uh, episode and that they'll be back on board to listen to more bye